0: everybody, welcome to episode 132 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I am with the co-host with the most, Drew, Br underscore PRA. Drew, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Uh, Another week in the offseason waiting for uh, camp and stuff to get started.
0: Dude, man, we... It's crazy that we're in June now. June first. We are gonna blink our eyes. It's gonna be the end of July. Here comes training camp.
1: Hard that... knocks is gonna be on. The world is gonna be right again.
0: Hard knocks with Motor City Dan Campbell. Hell I yeah. can't I can't wait. I don't know if there has ever been a season of hard knocks where the most exciting person on the show is gonna be the head coach. He I can't wait. I'm I'm pumped just for him. Yeah Jameson Williams is there. We we're gonna you know we're gonna have some fun with that you know probably there's probably gonna be some sun god appearances I'm on Ross St. Brown you know obviously DeAndre Swift big time player TJ Hawkinson looks like he might be like one of those funny characters that makes you laugh mm-hmm. the whole time But let's face it, it's really about it's really about Dan Campbell. And that's going to be exciting. I am curious to see his style when he cuts players, because that's always kind of one of the big things that people argue about a little bit. Should they show that? Should they not show that? You know, was the was the coach kind when he did it? Was he kind of an asshole? I don't know. I feel like I feel like Dan Campbell is one of those guys. He's gonna be nice about it, but he's kind of gonna be stern about it too. You know, if somebody tries to mouth off, he's gonna be like, "Hey, it happens." Like I've been cut before. I feel like he's gonna give one of those speeches. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a guy who's played in the league and has been as yeah, a player's coach. So he uh, he understands what's that what that's like to sit in that chair and hear that statement come out of a, a head. But that's yeah. gonna be fun. I can't wait. You got me pumped up now. I'm ready for for some hard knocks. <laughs> Let's yeah. go.
1: That's a good point though. I, I can't wait to see that part because it's uh yeah, it's it's a tough part to see. But I think the the one that's made me the most uncomfortable over the years was watching Jeff Fisher cut guys. That was uh that was tough. I, I you know, I don't know. Everybody's got a different style, but you know, at, at least be straight with me, let me know exactly what I can do better, right? Because if, if I'm not going to be playing for you, I've got 31 other teams, I'm going to go try to try to get on a roster. But um, it does seem like, you know, the NFL is a pretty big fraternity. So it seems like a lot of these guys do get some second and third chances at other places. But, uh, but yeah, that's always an interesting part to watch. And then I love watching the rookies come in and seeing them uh, try to, you know, compete and, uh, you know, see what they're their shift is from being probably big man on campus for the last couple of years to now carrying pads and equipment for most of them.
0: Yeah. And, and that's a good point too, because a lot of draft analysts have, uh, have given some pretty high marks to the, uh, to the Lions rookie class. So it'll be, it will be fun to see them out there. Obviously Aiden Hutchinson, he's going to be a big time story hometown boy yeah went to university of michigan playing for detroit Lions. like it's going to be that's going to be gonna an be interesting cool. storyline too so that that's the thing with with hard knocks sometimes you you get these teams and you go oh, man where are the storylines going to come in even a few years ago with with the cowboys a lot of people said oh the cowboys i said they're not there's not storylines though i mean it, it's you know nobody's gotten in trouble for anything a lot it's a lot of the same guys that you've seen for years and years I think Dak had got his contract at that point so it was just kind of like all right like and you know a lot of people argued with me and then a lot of people said oh that's not very exciting and I said I kind of told you I mean the the Lions are fun because they're young yeah Dan Campbell is just an amazing human being to have on a quote unquote reality TV show. And, you know, you're looking at, you know, two first round picks and a draft class, a lot of people who do this for a living get excited about. So uh yeah, they're gonna be there's gonna be some interesting storylines. But you know what? That's a storyline for a little bit in the future. Let let's get to some of the storylines for this week. So We're in the news, man. So this was an interesting one, and I wanted to see your opinion on this. Uh, Players now need to be on the IR for four games instead of three. Does this change your strategy at all when drafting, when trading, when playing, anything? Does this do anything for you?
1: Not at first glance. Uh, Got an extra week in the season for the NFL, so I get trying to make sure guys are right. Uh, before they come back, and then, you know, most of our leagues I think have extended into another week of uh, the regular season for our playoffs. So, uh, you know, timing is always everything. So, three versus four weeks, I don't think I, I see that making a, a big shift in how I approach trades or draft, or, um, you know, if I'm if I'm looking at a guy that I think is maybe more likely to get hurt somewhere, I, I already uh, kind of bake that in. So, I don't think that's going to make a, a big difference. Um, but certainly open if, if there's something that I, I should be considering.
0: Yeah, I, this, at first I thought this was going to have, when I just first read it, I saw the, the tagline and then read the article. I thought this was going to have a big impact. I was like, oh man, another game. Cause this isn't baseball. This isn't basketball. This isn't a game that we play over, you know, six months, eight months. 17 17 games 18 weeks that's all we have yeah so if you lose four now instead of three you're talking pretty much a quarter done and let's face it we're really looking at 16 weeks because we're not we're 16 games i should say because we're not playing in that week 18 hopefully yeah please if don't, don't do that if you're doing that talk to your commissioner or if you're the commissioner That week 18 is just for watching and having a good time and maybe cheering on your team if they're, you know, pushing for the playoffs. But then I kind of, once I, that initial kind of like, oh man, this is going to be a big deal thing wore off, I kind of ended up in your camp where it's like, all right, like four weeks. Yeah, you can look at it as a quarter of the fantasy season. but really four games, you know, it all depends on the time of year, right? Yep. The guy gets hurt in week one and he's put on the IR for four weeks. All right. He's back week five, week six. All right. You're fine. No big deal. Hopefully the rest of your team is strong enough to weather that. But if that happens in week 14, yikes. Now you're like, okay, I've lost this guy for the rest of the season. Yeah. So, but I, But I think the same thing could even be said for missing three games you know yeah. what I mean if it happens week one, you don't care. if it happens week 14 the guy's out for the whole season for you and you have to find other arrangements. so yeah, I think at the end of the day it's a lot of a lot of very similar it, it's very yeah. similar to you know three games obviously you know and it affects everybody
1: the same. everybody's subject to the same thing. it's not like it's just your team if somebody gets hurt. And then I think there are a lot of times and a lot of players, right, that we're we're hoping that the team makes the right choice and holds that player out for one more week. Let yep. them get right. Don't put them out there at 60 70% and risk a major re-injury. So hopefully this will maybe reduce some of that. And, you know, biding that extra week, being patient, will maybe give us a little bit more excitement, um, you know, for more games as well. So uh, I, I feel like patience has been a theme for us on the pod for the last few weeks here.
0: It has been a theme, and actually, you know what? If I can put maybe a silver lining, if you're listening to this and you're going, oh, great, so now if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, I, I miss him for another week. If when? JT gets hurt, I miss him for another week. I I think this may give the opportunity to back end of the roster guys, maybe even practice squad guys. Now they have another week, maybe, maybe yep. that extra week they uh they impress enough to get you a spot maybe a guy you picked up off of waivers or a guy you used a fifth round rookie pick on all of a sudden turns from worthless to you know having a little bit of shine on them and maybe it's a guy you're uh you're trading you know for you know that fifth turns into a third and you're like <laughs> love that that's a nice little nice little pickup right there so yeah. uh just to put a silver lining on it but um Let's move to some uh, unfortunate news. I, I don't even, that it's not the right word to use, but I don't know if there is a right word to use here. It looks like there is a 23rd and maybe even a 24th uh, accus- accuser, excuse me, for Deshaun Watson. I hate to say this, and, and this is just, this is coming strictly from a fantasy football point of view. Anything else? I'm not going to get into any other part of this because we all have our our opinions on it, and they're strong. Um, I don't think this matters for fantasy. I don't think that unless unless this 24th accuser has proof has like actual video proof or physical proof or something like that that gets brought to the authorities that kind of sways what we've seen happen in the legal system so far i don't think it's going to make much of an impression on the nfl and the penalty that they decide that they're going to levy against the sean watson so i think this all comes down to what you believe Deshaun Watson's punishment is going to be I've heard as little as four weeks from people and I mean this isn't people in the know this is just people speculating on Twitter uh the low end four games I've heard is you know as high as he's going to miss the entire season uh Drew do you think this is going to have any impact on any penalty that he might receive from the NFL
1: uh, short answer is no. I think you're right. That unless this really uh, moves the needle for the legal system, the NFL doesn't have a reason to go beyond whatever they were thinking originally. Um, so unless there's something uh, new and, and, and different. Um, yeah. For better, for worse, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. Uh, I think everybody has made moves either to get Deshaun Watson onto your roster or off your roster and trying to bake in and predict a little bit of what could happen this season, so uh, it's it's such a it's a tough situation to have to monitor for fantasy. Uh, I, I don't blame the folks that say I, I don't want any I don't want anything to do with this and let me get what I can. And then of course you know you have folks that are in it purely for the value part and trying to see if they can get you know play on some of the uh, the additional possibilities here and get them on their roster. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, uh, what you said is is pretty spot on if they don't have something material that changes the legal proceedings, then uh, hard to see the NFL responding differently. And I think one of my favorite follows for stuff like this is uh, Drew Davenport. Uh mm-hmm. yep. Drew Davenport, FF, the uh, lawyer he has some great threads. He'll go 15, 20, 20 tweets in a row and, and share. And he, he had some thoughts originally around number 23 and some of the timing. So uh, go and get a real lawyer's perspective. And he, even he will claim, you know, he's not, intimately involved with this but uh, you know it's very very enlightening to read and see the times that he's been right and just get some of the insight um, from his perspective so I I would totally throw him a follow if you haven't go and read a few of his threads and uh, you know get yourself caught up a little bit there and then yeah do what you will with the information for your fantasy team if that's something that you want to make a move one way or the other.
0: Yeah and and just in case people are listening to the they uh they're not sure about the handle that's at Drew Davenport FF. Uh I agree. I follow. Um he he breaks things down so well. And it's so easy to understand. I mean, sometimes we you get into all the legalese and the mumbo jumbo, and you're like, I I don't know what this means. I don't know who this affects, and he really breaks it down so that you kind of understand like. And he never, he never gives you a, Hey, listen, this is what's going to happen. Like he, he doesn't claim, you know, to be a, uh, a magic eight ball or, or some kind of, you know, magician that has a, you know, a path to see the future. He just goes, Hey, this, these are the crimes. Uh, This is what the penalty can be. In my experience, when I've seen situations similar to this, this is, what usually happens but he never kind of breaks it down where he goes all right this guy is going to you know he's going to go to jail for three years i know this for a fact you know he's just like this is you know here are all the possibilities here's what i think maybe the most uh, likely outcome is going to be and he but he breaks like you said i will read a thread that he puts down totally try to get me to read an article and i'm like i'm like i'm the struggle (laughs) bus and all of his threads are probably as long as an article, but you just—it's just all chopped up and it's really, you know, succinct and it's really uh, on point. with What's going on? Yeah, so yeah, easy to follow. That's the that's the uh, that's the handle there again at Drew Davenport FF. And uh, yeah, I, I love when things like this happen. I remember he did one when uh, Jerry Judy got in trouble, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah, actually, I think I saw his TikTok on that because he's on TikTok. Yeah. And I saw that. That was that was a good one. But um yeah, you know, I personally and don't at me because I really don't care what your opinion is. I think it's gonna be six games. Could he get eight games? Sure. Could he get a year? Sure. Could he get four games? Sure. I mean the NFL has not been known to be consistent with their uh their punishment of players. So honestly, I could um I can see anything happening and uh, you know we were talking about this before the show came on a lot of people are looking at um the first year of his contract where I think he makes like a million dollars base Mm -hmm. salary I checked out the top 10 QBs as as far as pay it's pretty much a consistent thing where I think maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is the only one that didn't get like less than six million dollars in his first year i mean it's just Mm. it's just the way those massive contracts are structured um you know usually a big part of the signing bonus is paid up in that first year so um that's usually i think why they do it i also think it gives them the opportunity to um to maybe shed some more contracts in that first year to absorb what's coming. But yeah, I don't think that first year, I think $1 million for Deshaun Watson Mm -hmm. means as much as people think it does just because that seems to be the, the trend with those big contracts. Well, we'll have to see. Look, I don't know. NFL has a lot going on right now. Uh, We're not, We're not going to get into all of it because it's a lot but they have a lot going on so it'll be interesting to see how they handle uh deshaun watson and last but not least david and joku david naomi code name if you uh if you're in the ftc you get that if you're not yo hit us up send us a dm add us get added to the ftc you you know sometimes i'll code call David Njoku David Naomi because of autocorrect and then everyone will uh, will make fun of me and we have a good time about it but David Njoku gets a four year 56.75 million dollar contract with 28 million dollars guaranteed
1: okay good for him
0: So, sorry that that just hit me, and I'm just like, God bless the NFL. Um, Does this change anything concerning? Are you like higher on them now because they're paying them all this money, and they have Deshaun Watson? Maybe you know maybe this is going to turn real past happy and david njoku is going to be a byproduct are you like nah it is what it is david njoku has always been david njoku and he's going to always be david njoku great blocker man listen <laughs> somebody want to pay me 28 million dollars i will get into i will block let's go i mean if that's all it takes to get 28 million guaranteed i will block my ass off or are you like, man, I think less of David Njoku now. Where where are you at on the spectrum?
1: No, definitely not less. Uh, it, it's exciting to see, you know, assuming Deshaun Watson plays this year or plays the majority of the games, I think, uh, you know, he only he only helps that offense get better, get more dangerous. Um, I, I've held David Njoku in a couple of leagues for probably way too long, and uh, I'm, I'm taking this as my vindication at this point. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I don't know where this falls in the, the spectrum of tight end contracts and what this really means uh, monetarily. But I, I'm just thinking back to the Patriots. Was it last year or the year before? And they they paid a couple of guys pretty hefty, but uh, only one of them really produced much. So I, I don't know. They It was a Hunter Henry, and who would they get? They got somebody from – they got Jonu, right?
0: Yeah, Jonu Smith, yep.
1: And they they paid them. I, I want to say similarly, right? It was it was a pretty heavy contract for both those guys. Uh, yeah,
0: I I think they may have actually gotten the same exact contract. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I may be a little bit off, but I thought it was pretty close to them having the same exact contract. So, um, right. yeah, that was that was an interesting move by by the uh, by the Patriots last year. They got two tight ends that were kind of like oh, all right like whatever and yeah that was an interesting one but if you want to in total cash for twenty twenty two David and Joku is going to be the second highest paid tight end in uh, the only tight end ahead of him is mark andrews and the i'll just give you the top five here george kittle comes in at three mike gasecki comes in at four and i think that's because he was franchise tagged this year and dalton schultz who was also franchise tagged so they're fourth where's so all this good god what what was that? I'm sorry to hear you.
1: Where where is Travis Kelsey on the, in this list?
0: Uh let me let me scroll a little and see. So, if you want to get ready. Now this is only for 2022. Okay. Yeah. If you're ready to get a little sick, he is 13th. I should have waited until you were done taking that sick. <laughs> uh that's my fault. I will take full responsibility. Um if wow. you want to know some of the guys ahead of him, uh, free agent signings from this year, CJ Uzama and Evan Ingram for 2022 oh will ta- make more money than Travis Kelsey.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, the two tight ends that we just spoke about, John U. Smith and Hunter Henry, will make more money than Travis Kelsey. Um, everybody's favorite um, tight end Slash running back slash receiver slash quarterback Taysom Hill <laughs> will make yeah. more money than Travis Kelsey. All right, Th- this might be the one that puts you on the floor. You you were like, wait, you just told me CJ Uzama. You just told you just told me Taysom Hill. Seattle's big Montana will Disley will make more money than Travis Kelsey in 2022. Stop it. And he's not going to make $100,000 more, $200,000 more. He's going to make $3 million more than Travis Kelsey in the year of our Lord, 2022.
1: You stop it, Josh. I,
0: this, is, this is, and I'm, I'm going to give a w- out. Are you know, looking at Wikipedia, or are you looking at a real NFL site? I am looking at Spotrack. so oh, you can Or Spotrack. Or spot track, whatever you want to call it, that's where I'm at. And this is total cash just for 2022. So don't don't at me that you know Travis Kelsey makes more money over the length of the contract than a guy like CJ Uzama probably. But I'm just looking at for 2022. That's the all of those guys plus some of the guys I mentioned earlier in the top five plus probably a couple more guys making more money. Than Travis Kelsey. And that, that wow. might be that might be a temporary thing because he might not wow. show up to uh <laughs> to training camp because <laughs> he's trying to figure out why uh, why CJ Uzama is making more money than him. Uh, yeah. So uh
1: I'll be right back.
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, take it on. So yeah, this is interesting. For me, I'm I'm in the listen, if somebody is kind of like Drew, he's been a truther, I mean I liked I liked Uzama or two Uzama. Jeez. I liked Njoku when he first came out, but I was off a couple of years ago. Um see see if this big old contract will get you uh, you know, a nice little trade piece, whether whether it's a a higher pick or a a player that maybe, you know, you uh that maybe some people think is not going to do as well, that you have a little bit more faith in and, you know, get that. Cause like at this point, they, I mean, I feel like David and Joku has showed us who he is and you might say, you know, well, he's only had Baker and he's only had, you know, whoever else was quarterbacking that team, the long list of uh, names on the back of that Jersey. But I mean, at some point you just got to take, I mean, Travis Kelsey was, uh, was unbeatable with Alex Smith throwing him the ball, and I like Alex Smith. He's a good NFL quarterback, but that's not an elite NFL quarterback or an elite fantasy quarterback or or NFL quarterback. But and Travis Kelsey always kind of was in there. You know, we we dog on Jimmy Garoppolo, but mm-hmm. we love George Kittle. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? So we have to, you know, keep it in perspective where we're like, sure, he didn't have the best quarterback play ever, but (laughs) he hasn't produced either. It's It's not like we can say, well, he hasn't produced as much as others because of the quarterback play. He just really hasn't produced. I mean, I think he has as many touchdowns in his career as Travis Kelsey did in that year where he broke all those records. Like, think about that. In five years, David Njoku has as many touchdowns as Travis Kelsey had in one. Yeah. Okay. Like, that tells me something. So um, that, that'll that be that'll be inter- interesting to see. Uh, if you're listening to this and you've made a David Njoku trade, whether you've bought them or sold them, let us know, Adam. us. it'll be fun to talk sure. about this as the season goes on. But this is going to transition right into the timeline because this was a fun. Uh, this was a fun tweet to see, and this is from J Wall at J Wall underscore FF. There is a real chance Harrison Bryant is the tight end one in Cleveland. J, J, J. Listen, man. I appreciate the gusto. I appreciate you um, planting your flag. But unless the chief, David Njoku, David Naomi, goes down, gets injured, Harrison Bryant is just, is really just going to be an afterthought. Because before the before the Browns remade their wide receiver room this off season, I would have said, okay, they re-signed the chief. They're going to do a lot of two tight end sets. They have Deshaun Watson, but they got Amari Cooper. They traded for Amari Cooper. They drafted David Bell. They have Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like they have, they have a good tight, or excuse me, a good wide receiver room, not elite. Not the best in the league, but I think Amari Cooper, David Bell, and Donovan Peoples Jones is is very, very passable. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, is good, not great, not not elite, but good. So you know, unfortunately, between those three guys, you remember you still have some guy named Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt is still on that roster. We've seen De'Ernest John, Johnson can play even when one or both of those guys get hurt. I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of plays going uh, Harrison Bryant's way.
1: I, I got to read you a couple of these, Josh. I'm I'm logged into the DLF's Trade Finder. Ooh, let's go. So May 2022, 12 team, uh, you know, superflex, and I didn't do any kind of the scoring settings here. Um, but here's one that happened yesterday. Ooh. 12 teams, start 10. Uh, it, it's one of the safe leagues. We're in one of those together. Um, you know, 28 person roster, okay, full PPR, 2.0 premium for tight ends. Ooh. Okay. So would you rather have David Njoku or Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard. They got traded straight up yesterday. God
0: bless. God good, bless.
1: Good for you, team. R8RH8. Uh, R8. Oh. I don't even know. Oh, Raider haters. (laughs) That's awesome. Way to spell that.
0: Raider haters.
1: (laughs) Uh, Would you rather have in uh, a similar league, same thing, uh, 12 teams start 10, uh, yeah, 2.0 premium, David Njoku, Kadarius Tony, and Christian Watson on one side? Okay. Or Van Jefferson, Jahan Dotson, and one Pat Fryermuth on the other side?
0: Uh, You got to give me pat the bat man you yeah give me pat fryer I, I love pat fryer and i know a lot of people are are already dancing on his grave because big ben's not there and i think people forget that big ben was a yeah. shell of himself the last couple of years yeah i'd rather have
1: van jefferson than Kadarius tony i would really rather have fryer than joku and dotson and watson are probably interchangeable for me as rookies right now they're pretty close
0: yeah, I mean, if you've if you've ever listened to this show, you know how I feel about Kadarius Tony. I mean, you could you couldn't pay me actual money to trade for Kadarius Tony, and our DAP Network brother Bobby Koch, would probably strike mm. me dead for the the Kadarius Tony slander. But I've been I've been consistent on my Kadarius Tony slander. This was pre draft process. I did not get what all the hype was about and they may have drafted a better Kadarius tony this year and wandel robinson so or excuse me wandele i i always mispronounce his (laughs) name wandele so let me um, let
1: me do a couple more of these oh yeah let's do this i love this game uh our friend john bauer the bauer club uh i'm not sure how this reads i think i think this means he got this side okay But uh, so John Mechie and David Njoku or Michael Gallup and Albert O. Oh, man, give me
0: Michael Gallup and Albert. Oh, that that, that didn't even take me time. You said Michael Gallup, and I was already like, (laughs) all right, do the trade. Like, I don't care about nothing. Yeah, Russ thrown
1: to to Albert O. Uh, Yeah, man, this is – here's one that goes the other way, I think. Let's let's hear this. So uh, Melvin Gordon, A.J. Brown. Tyree Jackson and David Njoku. Okay. Okay, so Gordon, AJ Brown, Njoku, basically. Yep. On the other hand, Damian Harris, Dawson Knox, and your favorite rookie wide receiver, Drake London.
0: So th- give me give me the Njoku side on that yeah, one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was a pretty easy one. And there's <laughs> Yeah. Uh would you rather have David Njoku or Ramondre Stevenson? Mm. Yeah, wow. another 2.0 premium.
0: Probably in Joku, and the only reason why is because they had to go out and draft two more running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you were telling me it was just Ramondre and Damian Harris, I would have went Ramondre on that. But them drafting two more running backs, they just love cycling those dudes in and out, giving them their little piece of the pie you're the pass catcher you're the you're the short yard back you're you know the the first two down back whatever and they you know they almost always unless injuries happen are kind of kind of hurtful so yeah give me a joku but okay
1: i'll got two more for you all right david and joku and a 2023 third okay or his teammate kareem hunt in another safe league so 2.0 premium
0: Give, give me Kareem Hunt. I don't even I don't what even care. I don't even care cuz there's been a, there's been rumors that uh-huh. he is going to get cut. Cool. He can go on any other team and still put that work in. So, give yep. me, yeah, give me that guy.
1: All right. And this was from earlier in May.
0: Okay.
1: AJ Brown, a late third and a fourth. Okay. Uh or the 105, okay. David Njoku. And Rashad Bateman, so basically those three for AJ Brown and a couple of dart throws at the end of the end of your rookie draft. Yeah, I probably I probably
0: take the the Bateman and the one hundred and five side. Yeah,
1: yeah, so, yeah. So some interesting things in the last thirty days that have gone down there with Joku. So if you've okay. got them, you can move them. If you uh, if you want to get them, you can probably still get them pretty cheap.
0: Yeah, I might have to, I might have to take a look at a. Uh... At the chief in in like a month after this shine wears off because it seems like uh, some of those trades you were talking about pre uh, contract signing looks like David and Joku was just a throwing so I'll be curious especially maybe after a uh, a Deshaun Watson uh, suspension yeah, is update. is named then that'll be the time where if I really want to my pounce on them. Yeah, but yeah, sorry. Um. Sorry, Jay. I don't I don't think there's any chance barring injury that Harrison Bryant does that. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. Uh, but hey, I, I like I like that you're standing firm on it. And, you know, if you're right, you get to you get to tell everybody you knew it yeah, before get they that receipt, did. my friend. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So this next one here is from Tommy Blair at FF. Tommy B and I think he is I think he set a record for like most consecutive weeks <laughs> with a uh, but I tell you man I, I put that say hey if you got something put it on there and I I put those on first because those are people who I love and watch the show they listen to the show and they you know they deserve to get their questions answered uh, what is one thing you know you should do better or let me start this again because I totally messed that up what is one thing you know you should do to be a better dynasty player, but just don't for some reason? so drew, i'll I'll let you start off with this. what What is that one thing that you just know? like, man, this would make me so much better, but you, you just you don't do it.
1: Uh I think this year I'm really feeling it with the the volume of leagues I'm in. I, I should probably pay for a service like Dynasty Nerds or something like that to help me keep track of all my leagues, track waivers um kind of take a look at my portfolio that's one uh that i might still do uh but otherwise in general uh i should send more trade offers that's that's the short answer i should send more trade offers because i i'm from new york i don't know if you spent much time watching tv in new york in the 90s but our tagline for the lottery was always hey you never know
0: Uh, and that and that's so true it's actually funny because you, you mentioned getting a, a service or something like that, and that is something for the last three years that I have thought about doing, and I haven't done. But I was like, you know, I don't know if that's good enough. So uh, then I really kind of racked my brain to see, like, all right, what – and then you mentioned trade. So it's so funny that we're kind of on the same wavelength with this. I definitely am bad at sending trades. Uh, I also think I'm bad at, um, countering trades. Mm -hmm. Now I'm the type of person, if you send me a terrible trade offer, I'm not going to counter you because obviously you, you know, you either think you're going to get one by me or you don't respect my ability as a, as a fantasy player. I'm just like, all right. If you're like, Hey, um. You have Aaron Rodgers. What if I give you two thirds? Is that gonna work out? Well, all right, we're done. Like I, I'm we're already so far apart that I don't feel like negotiating. But I think sometimes when things are maybe one step away or two steps away, I just go for that reject instead of going for mm-hmm. that counter button. Yeah. And I think that's something I need to be better at. And I also need to be better at the amount of trades that I send it's so funny um in the uh the OG league in the dynasty uh, or excuse me Fantasy timeline OG league we had the 102 Bill and I were trying to wheel and deal that pick mm-hmm. we pro- we probably sent offers to four or five maybe six different owners we not me. that dude we told we told you in the chat it was on the block. If you didn't get an offer, you could always put one out there for that 102. Um we got a lot of bad offers. Um I will say that. Um y'all know who you are, do better. Um <laughs> but we we were countering things. We were, you know, we it wasn't just like instant reject. Even bad initial offers weren't instant rejects. So it was like, "All right, let's try to get this to where we think it should be and you know obviously in a lot of those cases the other side said all right now you're going too far the other way we didn't get anything done but i mean and bill can probably co-sign we probably had somewhere between like 15 and 25 offers that we made before we finally just gave up and we're like all right no one is going to no one is going to take this pick off our hands and give us anything of value for it, so we're just going to make the pick. But, you know. And who'd you take with that 102, Josh? Jameson Williams. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did. Uh, how do you feel about that? What What do you think about that? Because Bill and I were were we we're banting about some names and a lot came up. And I said, how do you feel about Jameson Williams? And he said, he said, if you like him, let's take him. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do something different because I think in that spot, if Garrett Wilson has been available, I've been taking Garrett Wilson and I have a lot of exposure to Garrett Wilson. Yep. And I was like, you know what, this is going to be different. I like Jameson Williams, so this isn't like I'm just doing this to be different. But, you know, this is the 102 and, and before people go, well, wait a minute, you're at the 102, your team sucks. Why are you taking a guy that's not going to play for six weeks? But we actually... Your team
1: doesn't suck.
0: Well, that, that's the part I want to explain, is that yeah. we were actually third in this league this year. And uh, we're returning pretty much all of the the big-time names. You know, we got JT, we got Jamar Chase, we got Deontay. You know, we have a lot of a lot of very good players. Boy, C.D. Lam. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, we have a lot... So, Jamison Williams doesn't need to go in there week one and like do something to make this to, and we have we still have our own pick, so we're picking at the one ten later on in the draft so um you know we're like if he's out for weeks six weeks, however long he's out for, I read an article today that um his surgeon that did his a c l surgery said that he um He feels like he's going to be ready for week one. Not that the Mm. surgeon is giving that opinion, but he's saying that, you know, he's been rehabbing intensely and, you know, he feels that he can be ready for week one. I don't think the Lions are going to play him week one unless he's out there and they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, he's 100%. He can go because, let's face it, they're looking at this 2023 draft like, hey, hey, we still got picks. (laughs) We can be we can be a very bad team and get a very good player in twenty twenty three. So uh, they, I don't think they're going to rush him back. But it was just kind of like, yeah, what if this guy comes like week seven and is just that dude? Like, even if we're like a four and three team or a four uh, three and three team, excuse me, after six weeks and he comes back week seven, let's go. Like that's just another piece of the puzzle. So. Um, yeah, but we, we were I, I don't know if Bill was, but I was curious how the rest of the league was going to um, was going to view that cuz I don't I don't think that happens often. Have you been seeing that Mm-mm. happen often? Mm-mm. Yeah. And no, I he's I, been
1: I, he's been hanging around between like the 106-108 range.
0: Yeah. And I and I think that um I mean a lot of times you see a team that's in at the 102 and they're they're not good. So, um even though I think it, it, a lot of people were saying he was the best wide receiver in this draft pre-ACL injury. And I think if you if you believe that, this is all about what you believe, what you've seen, what you've heard, you know, when you kind of put your own list together. But if you think he's going to be out for six weeks and you're at the 102, just rack up those losses for six weeks and then, you know, put him on your taxi squad if, if he's yeah. out there and he's really kind of, you know, if he's killing it, he might have taxi spot and get that early 2023 first round pick. But uh, but yeah, so that that's where we went, and it'll be interesting. I I was uh, I was glad to see that uh, right after us, uh, Drake London went. Oh, <laughs> always love to see Drake London come. I up love the board seeing team. him go
1: at one hundred and three.
0: Oh man, I, I love it, and I know all the Drake London lovers are gonna come at me if he, you know, if he goes for like, you know. Eighty, a thousand, and like six touchdowns this year. They're all gonna come come at my neck, and you know, because I've been, I've been vocally against Drake London. But yeah, that was that was fun to see right afterwards. Woo, Drake London, I was like, oh, perfect. I don't even, I don't even have to worry about him at one ten. <laughs> and I, I actually don't know how Bill feels about Drake London, so I would be curious if um If I, if I would have to, uh, uh, you know, compromise with my, with my partner in crime there, Bill. Um, but Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. I've only got,
1: uh, I've only got Jameson Williams in three of my almost 20 leagues. And, uh, I wish I had more. I wish I had more. Uh, I think I'm somewhere with you where I had some of those early picks, I was going Garrett Wilson. So I think I probably got Garrett Wilson in maybe like four or five of my leagues. So I, I think with the wide receivers in general, I try to be a little bit spread out this year to kind of get, diversify a bit. So I know I've got London in one or two leagues. I've got Burks in one or two leagues, but um, definitely uh, wish I was more overweight in in the Jameson William, and Garrett Wilson camp, but I like it. I think it's I think it's a, a solid move for your team, knowing what you got to make up for there. Um, I, I mean, I I eked past you in the playoffs last year because Dallas had the flukiest second half ever <laughs> for C.D. Lamb. All he needed was one catch for about five yards, and y'all would have would have moved on. And and I, I don't know. We could look back at the scoring and probably based on how Lindsey's team did, probably uh, won it all. So. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Any given Sunday, right? Or I guess it was a Monday night.
0: And that's what it is, you know. It's you know we we rattled off some some of the players on my team and go, God, you got all those guys and you didn't you didn't win. But I mean, it's not like your team was trash. I mean, you you have a very very well put together team, a very well built team. And yeah, I mean, sometimes it, the ball just doesn't bounce your way, you know. But we've all had those experiences where, you know, we need 25 points from a guy in a second half and he just goes off and you're just like throw your hands in there. You're, you know, you're just (laughs) amazed by what you just saw, you know, a running back, you know, goes for, you know, 25 yards and two touchdowns in the second half and that wins you a game and you're just like, Oh man, I can't believe this just happened. So, um, you know, those things happen sometimes, but, yeah, so there you go, Tommy. I it's funny that Drew and I, we didn't talk about this beforehand. We both kind of said maybe uh maybe purchasing a tool uh to help ourselves out and uh, you know, our, our trading strategies. And it's funny because obviously the uh our parents show, uh trade addicts pod and I love trading. I, I just I don't do enough of it and I'm I am not the aggressor. I'm usually not the first person making the move, so I need to get better at that as well. Yep. But um, let's get Good to question. this next one here. This is from JRC at Viking Power seventy two Dynasty question. Full PPR in a vacuum, despite roster needs, who would you rather own, DeAndre Swift or Tyreek Hill? Now. It's actually funny. He says bonus points for comments, and we're going to comment a lot on this. But we're going to do this a little in reverse, and this is the reason why I put the uh, the question on here. So DeAndre Swift got 86% of the vote. Tyreek Hill got 14% of the vote. Now, Tyreek Hill? Tell me why I'm wrong. Or maybe tell me why I'm right. But tell me why I'm wrong, because – I mean, if eighty-six percent of people say they're going yeah. the other way, I—I I could be wrong about this, but
1: yeah, that's six-six out of seven votes there. Um, yeah, it, it's tough because there—there there is nothing in, truly in a vacuum here. There's so much yeah. context that you need to look at. Um, I think it should be very even if we're truly going in a vacuum for value and for future production. I think they will both be high producers for a similar number of years. So I, I could go either way if you have a preference. Um, I think Tyreek will maintain his conditioning and he will still be an explosive option. Uh, you know I, he may not get a lot of deep throws from Tua, but they will scheme him into touches and he will get opportunities to make big plays for you. Uh, and then DeAndre Swift is he's just a, he's just a very very good running back. Uh, I like him a lot. I actually almost put a poll up here that I saw from earlier today where people were asking, you know, who do you prefer? Who do you have ranked higher between Javante and Swift? And, and they could be interchangeable for me. I like both of them a lot. Um, I will typically go with the youth at this point. And I think, um, I think Javonte's situation with Russ there, regardless of, of Gordon being around it, I think is giving him a little bit more of a boost, but um, to answer the question as written, I think this should be pretty well 50 50 because I think you can expect pretty close to elite production from both of them for the next two or three years. Um, Gun to my head, I would probably stay with Swift because I think uh, he will continue to have some more uh, residual value. I think, I don't know that it's so hard to predict with running backs, but I'd like to think that he, um, you know, maybe he will taper a little bit more than Tyreek will, who's a pure speed player. I think at some point you watch like a Deshaun Jackson, who at some point he stopped being that guy. Um, you know, it, it, he might, I think last year, the year before he had maybe one or two of those plays total. And you're not going to, unless you're in, you know, a really deep best ball, that's not going to help you a lot. So, you know, gun to my head, I, I'm going, I'm going swift on this question. Um, but if you're talking about like who, who could put up the bigger games over the next couple of years to help you win and win you the week, Tyree could absolutely be that guy. So I, I'm totally fine with you picking Tyree on that side.
0: Yeah. And, You know, dynasty is is a crazy version of fantasy football because we and I know our uh, our other DAP Network brother Rocky always kind of rails against the fact that as soon as somebody turns twenty five, we're like ready to put them out the pasture. They can't play the game anymore. But it it's funny because the lines are, are. are really building something. They're like building something the right way. Um, and they have TJ Hawkinson. They have Jameson Williams. I guess they have Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm not as big of a believer as a lot of other people are, but they also have picks. So they're going to eventually, whether in the 2023 NFL draft, or the 2024 NFL draft, they're gonna get a better quarterback. Jared Goff is just there because of the boatload of picks that came along with him. He's a fine quarterback, but he's mm-hmm. not gonna be the quarterback for the next five years there. So they're gonna get a, you know, they're gonna get a better quarterback. They still have um, you know, like I said, they have Hawk. They're gonna probably get another receiver or two. And I, I don't know how much of the passing game is going to go to Swift, probably for next year. He's probably going to get his good share. Uh, but another thing with, with Swift that gets me is, is the injury history. You know, mm-hmm. the, what was that, Herm Edwards, or the best abilities, availability. I think that was Herm sure. Edwards. So, you know, Tyreek really doesn't get hurt. You know, he, he's it's funny. He's a smaller guy. He's a speed guy. And you're like, I oh, mean, he's eventually, you know, He's going to get hurt, and every year he pretty much plays, uh, you know, every single game. And it seems like in Miami, I mean, they're kind of they're kind of saying to this is Tua's year where it's like, all right, Tua, you got to prove it to us, or they're they're going to try to upgrade at quarterback. Mm-hmm. They have Jalen Waddle on the other side, which I think is going to open up things for Tyreek, or it might open up things for Jalen Waddle because which speed guy are you going to cover? Like, which guy are you going to let buy you? Because <laughs> they both can. They're both freaky athletes, super fast. You know, Mike Gisecki is a nice weapon there underneath. You know, but the running game is kind of like who do they have that you're like oh li- really excited about? Sony Michelle, terrible. Chase Edmonds, you know, Miles Gaskin, Raheem
1: Mostert.
0: Raheem Mostert. I mean, I feel like there's a room there good but there's not a real like rushing threat that you're like all right we got to feed this guy you know 20 touches a game because he's so yes. elite you know it's going to be you know five for Sony Michelle and five for Chase Edmonds and you know, 2 it'll for be teams. whoever's available right so you, they might get 20 touches as a room but Um, even then I don't, you know, think that they're going to, I don't think the moves that they made, you know, I don't think bringing Tyreek Hill in is the recipe for getting your, your rushing attack, your running backs more work. So, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see, but, uh, you know, you're probably right. Probably over the next two years, the next three years, they're probably going to be similar in points scored, but I was just, I was shocked to see that it was. You know, almost almost ninety to ten yeah. in favor of DeAndre Swift. Well, yeah. I
1: I want to know what can you get on top of
0: Tyreek if you give Swift away? I mean, according to this, uh, the world. Because yeah. I, I mean, this is people saying that in almost no circumstance would they take Tyreek Hill over DeAndre Swift. So
1: can I can I, can I get one of those twenty three firsts? You got 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 first left?
0: I mean, if I see this, if I see this poll and I go, you know what? Uh, I got DeAndre Swift. I'm going to the Tyree Kill owner, mm-hmm. even if I'm rebuilding. And I'm going, okay, give me Tyree and a first. And see what they say. Because yeah. guess what? I can definitely rebuild with that first. Whether I use the pick or I trade the pick, after Tyreek, you know, beats down the Jets for, you know, 160 and 2, dude, I I'm I'm putting hit I'm literally sending an offer to every every player or excuse me, every manager in my league. Tyreek Hill 23 first. You just you just saw Tyreek do what Tyreek always does. Let's go. And seeing seeing if a huge probably out of the 11 others you probably get one person to go yeah okay like i'm a contender tyree kill just went for 160 and two touchdowns like let's go
1: so let me ask you now would you would you right now then trade swift away for 223 firsts
0: yeah okay yeah because i i mean i'm i'm more worried about the 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 injuries more than the ability, he's super talented. Yeah. This isn't a DeAndre Swift isn't talented conversation, but yeah, uh, uh, I saw a couple of people going back and forth on this in, in a Twitter uh, Twitter thread, and DeAndre Swift was like top ten in points per game before he got injured. It's like yeah, but like before he got injured, like yep. that's the thing. Like if he's your RB one. Man, I hope you're deep at running back. Kind of do uh, do startups the way I do startups, and you have a ton of running backs because yep. if not, all right, you bump up your RB two your RB two. Maybe Josh Jacobs. All right, like the, that that could be like RB ten, RB eleven. But then like now, who are you bumping up into that RB two slot? Chase Edmonds. Like we'll go back to that name. Just I guess I like picking on him, but. Chase Edmonds. Like who who's your RB three? Because a lot of people do this zero RB strategy. And your RB three might be <laughs> who might your RB three. Your RB three might be Dearness yeah. Johnson. Jamal Williams? Yeah, like Jamal Williams, you know, so, someone like that. Maybe, maybe Ramondre well, Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson, Pierre Strong. We'll just name all the New England running backs you know and that's the thing like at that point you're really you're really stuck then at that point because yeah you you've lost those points from uh Swift but you're you're like grasping at straws to try to you know to try to figure out okay like RB3 who is it you know so that that's that's one where it just surprised this was very surprising to me i was very yeah, that's pretty lopsided for what that is i was kind of stunned you know i i was like you you know if this was 60 40 towards swift i would totally understand listen swift is younger swift is the running back you know running backs are so hard to find but for it to be 86 14 whew, like like you said drew i mean if you got deandre swift Try to try to get Tyreek into 23 one because that that's what this poll is saying that that, it really is. That's what it's saying. So uh, we got this next one here from to Utah at Steve Sanders 600. Uh, This is a 12 team Superflex dynasty tight end premium PPR. Which side do you got? And this was this one was a lot closer. So this will be this will be a fun conversation. Mark Andrews and the already hurt rashad penny or tj Hawkinson and elijah moore so elijah moore man that was a guy we all loved last year i loved him i Mm -hmm. I loved him and now i love his teammate garrett wilson (laughs) maybe i'm just like an undercover uh new york jets fan who knows but uh which one, which side do you like here? Do you like the Andrews and Penny side or do you like the Hawk and Elijah Moore side?
1: It's so hard to get me to move off of Mark Andrews. That's the short answer. I mean, I like TJ Hawkinson. I I like Elijah Moore a lot. But if you're telling me I would, I could give those two up and get Mark Andrews on my team. I would do it pretty quickly. In fact, if I had TJ Hawkinson and Elijah Moore, this is one of those moments where I should probably make that offer.
0: Yeah. Um, I was hoping you would go with the Hawkinson and Elijah Moore side just so we could we could talk about both sides of this. But, but I'm with you, man. Mark Andrews, you know, if he's healthy, what's his worst-case scenario, tight end two? Mm-hmm. Like really, like that's his worst case scenario is probably tight end two. And TJ Hawkinson, I say this all the time. Tight end seven through 17 are pretty much the same guy. And I think Hawkinson, he might be tight end seven, but he's the same guy. And I I like I've liked TJ Hawkinson from the beginning. I remember when there was the Noah Fant T.J. Hawkinson mm-hmm. debate when they were both coming out of Iowa. Who better? And I was always on the T.J. Hawkinson side because I said the guy can catch and he can block. And people go, "Well, if he can block, they're going to make him block." And I go, "Yeah, but if you watch the NFL game, a lot of times you you know, especially Gronk is great at this—the like two-second block—and then he just pops out." And he's by himself because the guy runs past them. Oh, okay. Titans not blocking me anymore. He catches the ball and then he runs it for like 10 yards, 15 yards, 20 yards. So that doesn't bother me when a guy is an athletic pass pass catcher, which TJ Hawkinson is. He, he's another one though. You know, I don't know if the, uh, the lines are just snake bit with this kind of thing, but he's the one that he's battled injuries and mm-hmm. you know, it's, Kind of easily like might be my tight end seven, but at that point, the difference between seven and seventeen, and I don't have this number off the top of my head, is probably just a point or two. And at that point, give me the give me the weak winner. Give me the guy that every time I set my lineup, Mark Andrews is in there, and you probably don't have a guy that can compete. Yep. I mean, Travis Kelsey can compete. Maybe Kittle can compete. Maybe. And what is it? That's the end of the list, right? Is there anyone else you can think of? I mean, everybody's
1: pinning their hopes on Kyle Pitts.
0: Kyle Pitts is the is the other guy that I think has the ability to do it, but has not shown yet that he has the doesn't have the consistency to show that he can do that week in and week out. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be another year of. He's going to have flashes. He's going to have big games. But I think Marcus Mariota is going to be very limiting to Mm -hmm. his upside. So, um, but, yeah, like, there's, like, two guys that you really, if you look across, you go, okay, I don't have the definitive advantage at this position. Everyone else, you're like, yeah, my dude is way better than your dude, and it doesn't matter how you try to spin this. So, give me Mark Andrews. That side actually lost out. Uh, It was close. That's why I put it on here. 53 to 47. So, it's very close. That's pretty much 50-50. But I'm with you. If there was a league that I had, um, TJ Hawkinson and Elijah Moore, I would try to upgrade that for Mark Andrews and see, you know. I honestly probably wouldn't even ask for Rashad Penny. At that point, you know, I'd ask for like a second and see what yep. happens. You know, yep. But, um, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be in the game where, uh, where I am trading away Mark Andrews. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, unless I get something insane, unless someone is just going to, you know, give me a godfather offer. But yep, I think most people know that going in. And aren't even going to try to attempt it unless they they're giving you at least what they think is a godfather offer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so they say there you go to Utah. Uh, hopefully, you're getting Mark Andrews and uh, Rashad Penny. And what
1: I guess what what would you need to add to the Hawkins inside for you to to move Mark Andrews for that? So let, let's say to Utah is the one that has Andrews and he's looking to get maybe multiple pieces. Maybe he needs some depth. What else would you need in addition? to
0: make that trade
1: to send Andrews away.
0: Listen, I know it's being greedy, but you could take Elijah Moore out, to be honest with me. Um, we're going to say it again. Give me one of them 23 first, man. Like, and that's that's for real, because is can you make up a real story? Not like you spin things a hundred different ways. Can you come up with a real story where Hawk, Ends up as the tight end one.
1: No, I think I think there's a, a realistic chance that he could end up inside the top five. He could be tight end four on the year, depending on how things shake out. Mm-hmm. But the gap between tight end four and tight end one of
0: Mark Andrews is still right significant. And that, and that's what I'm saying. So you want me to give up? And I'm still. Th- and by the way, I'm still thinking about that deal. That's not like a lockdown. All right. For sure, I'm trading away Mark Andrews, but like that'll stop and give me pause. That'll make me really think through okay, what does my team look like? What do I need? You know, what will this 23 first be? Because obviously, 112 is a lot different than 105. So, you know, you're kind of obviously, you don't know at the time, but you assess teams and kind of go, okay, I think this team is one of the better teams in our league. Uh, This is one of the not-so-good teams in our league. So you are doing that kind of assessment. But, yeah, it would need to be, like, a first for me. uh,
1: Replace Elijah Moore with another wide receiver. That would make this work for you. T. Higgins?
0: Yeah, I love T. Higgins.
1: I I love T. Higgins. CD, C.D. Lamb? Like that, that kind of range fu- for me.
0: Yeah. And you know what the funny thing is being a Cowboys fan and everything. T Higgins makes me smile. Ceedee lamb makes me think the CD Lamb makes me go. Okay. Let me, let me assess this T Higgins. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like you don't messed up now. You gave me T Higgins. Let's go. But yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's yeah. where I am. I think yeah. if,
1: if it was Hawkinson and Higgins, I, I would, I would struggle with that. And I would, I would probably put that in every chat I'm in and see what people thought
0: yeah Um, exactly exactly yeah that's a really that's a really good point yeah i mean now if this was last year the elijah moore height was in full effect i i probably would have said oh yeah mark andrews i get Mm -hmm. Hawk and elijah moore Mm -hmm. but uh, that things change that quick i mean the jets took a receiver at number 10 this year they obviously you know I think both guys are gonna do very well, but obviously Garrett Wilson was drafted to be the yeah. one, to be the alpha. Yeah. And, and Zach
1: Wilson is no Joe Burrow. He's not gonna support those guys the same way. Probably not, unfortunately. I mean <laughs> most likely not.
0: <laughs> I, I, I mean I, I you know I I I took a dump on Zach Wilson throughout the pre-draft process, but man, the hate the hate is so so large and I, I was a part of that that I, I, I'm pulling for him now I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping he does well because man I mean I don't know if I've seen a, a guy who's been drafted number two catch well, so much hate
1: that's why he got dumped on so you get for being number two man <laughs> yeah, I
0: guess so man uh,
1: but yeah on. hopefully Steve that gives you some context and hopefully you uh, you get a good deal done that you like and is good for your team
0: for sure for sure let's hit this next one here Josh McMillan at underscore Josh McMillan trading away Montgomery in a rebuild, happy with the return. So he traded away David Montgomery and Jacoby Myers, and he got George Pickens and a 23 second. I'll start this one off. I don't think you got enough. I mean, you got, you got two seconds pretty much because Pickens is, is going in the second. For David Montgomery. This is another guy we dump on. I don't dump on him. (laughs) I'm I'm a reformed David Montgomery dumper on. I I I said some unkind things about him in the past, but I've reformed and David Montgomery is good. The man scores points. he, He scores points. I know he had an injury last year, which kind of gave the the birth of Khalil Herbert for a little bit. A couple weeks. But he's usually pretty healthy. And, I mean, this dude scores on a team that hasn't had an offensive line since I think the Bears' last won a Super Bowl. I mean, the quarterback play was Mitch Trubisky, and then we had, like, We had Andy Dalton for a little Mm -hmm. bit and then Justin Fields. And then there was like Nick Foles for a week. Like, think about that. Justin Fields is the only guy that we think can be good, but didn't play well last year. I mean, let's keep it real. He did not play well last year. So, with not good quarterback play and not good offensive line, this guy still produces weekend. And we got, you got two seconds for that. And that's a running back. And I know he's older, He's older running back guys. He's, you know, I think he's a, I think he's going into being a free agent this year. If I remember his contract Mm -hmm. status correctly. Yeah. But two seconds, I don't, now I don't know what Josh's team looks like. So maybe this, maybe he's a rebuild. But, dude, I, if David Montgomery comes out and he's top 10 running back, top 12 running back, which really is that outside the, the realm of possibility? Mm-hmm. No. He, he could do that pretty easily, especially with injuries and stuff like that. Are you telling me that a contender won't give you. I know it's a 22 first, guys. Oh, God. You can't trade those things. They're gold. But most good fantasy players will trade their first four piece that they think will help them win a championship doesn't Mm -hmm. always work out but a a lot of i mean a lot of people that i listen to that you listen to that we're friends with that we talk with will be like yeah i'll give up that first to win a championship Mm -hmm. and i think if david montgomery does what David Montgomery normally does. Yeah. Thousand like,
1: yards, ten touchdowns.
0: Yeah, or even even a uh maybe twenty twenty-threes, you can't get them. A 2024 first? Mm-hmm. Like, is that like I know people will give that up to try to win yeah. a championship. That's yeah. two years away. Who cares? Yeah. So you know, I think you can do better than two seconds. One of them in this class, which I've been on record. This class is for the birds. Um, and a second next year, I, I think. I think for a running back, who can perform, you can do better. But what do you think, Drew? Am I am I just out of line here? Am I out of pocket? You know what? What do you think about this?
1: My gut reaction is I'm I'm fine with it because I think Pickens will take a while to to establish himself. So you're you're still shedding the points. Twenty-three second. Uh, I am certainly in the place where I, I will take as many of those as I can get because those will turn into first next year. You know, I'll, I'll pair them with something and move up, or I'll pair a couple of them together, and try to move up. Um, so I I don't hate it. Um, I actually I voted for that pick inside because I think you're shedding a good amount of points between Monty, and then you know you'll have a couple weeks where Myers will probably hit. Um, I do agree that you, you could probably get more maybe if you waited until the beginning of the season get a couple weeks in George Pickens is still trying to figure out where he fits in the hierarchy for uh, the Steelers. Um, You know, Kenny Pickett's still trying to figure out, can he, can he make throws if he's, if he's even starting by then. So I think you've got a window and you know, the first six weeks where you can move Monty for Pickens plus. And I I like that idea actually of going for, you know, I, I get rebuild. I want the young receiver. I want a lasting asset. Uh, but I, I really like that idea of maybe pushing for a 24 first, and even you know maybe you still get a 20 a 23 third out of it or something, right? So I, I do think there's more value to be had there, and I and that's where uh, I love that you're thinking through what the counter could be, you know, based on earlier in the conversation here. So I think there's a I don't know what the negotiation looked like to get here, um, but yeah, I I'm not trading a running back away probably this cheaply now that you you talk about it. Until, uh, you know, until you get into the season, because I think we can get more once once these guys start putting up real points.
0: Uh, you know, and I, I'll bring it back to a, a trade that I made and a trade that I, I've talked about in a league that we both play in. You know, I was offered Zeke Elliott for the 205. And the only reason why I wasn't a smash accept because I went on Google just to make sure he didn't get arrested, he didn't get in trouble or anything. And I didn't know about it. And someone was trying to get one over on me. That's the only reason why that wasn't an instant accept. I think sometimes we, we get into a, like, okay, we got to rebuild. We have to get young right now. Like it has to be now we can't bring these guys into the season. They're going to ruin all of our plans. They're going to do bad things to, to our team. And it's like, we forget, especially now in the off season, we forget how actionary us in the dynasty community are. We are so react. Remember cam Akers came back for the playoffs. And we're like, this dude to the moon. This this dude's a top top five dynasty running back. He was like, by the way, he wasn't good in the playoffs. <laughs> he was not good. Mm-hmm. But we were like, this guy came back from an injury that killed pretty much every other running back's fantasy value ever in history. And the fact that he came back in less than a year, was in the playoffs, and was performing in NFL games. We were like, oh, this dude to the moon. We, we forget in the offseason how reactionary we are. Someone strings together three straight good games, and we thought they were a wide receiver six before the season started. All right, that guy's a wide receiver two now. Shoot him up. And that is that is what we have to remember. And like, how hard would it be for David Montgomery to put together three good games? Yeah. Not, not hard. Not very. Not hard. And at, after that third game, you go, hey, 23 first. First person that gives me a 23 first, I don't care if it's 112 or it's 102. First person <laughs> to give me a 23 first, you got David Montgomery. And, you know, every league is different, so please check your bylaws. But I know the, the league I run, my only rule about starting lineup composition is that your guy your guys have to be on the active roster. They they can't be on IR, they can't be on bye week. Besides that, go, so if your league is like that, and like I said, check your bylaws, you don't yep. even have to start David Montgomery. Now, if it's a potential points type league, that that changes the game too. But you know. You don't, you may not even have to start David Montgomery. So if you're worried about, oh, he's gonna get me all these points. He might even <laughs> win me games that I don't want to win because I want, you know, hopefully he's a rebuild, hopefully the 101 in 2023. You know, you don't have you don't have to do that. But like also, too, even if you have to start him, wait until August. So and so got injured in training camp so-and-so uh, is suspended for X, Y, and Z. All, you know Now maybe two or three of the top 12 runs are out for various reasons before week one even comes into play. And you go to one of those teams and go, hey, you kind of ran into some bad luck. A 23 first for David Montgomery? Like, keep your championship. Ho- like, there's a lot of different ways yep. to play this. and. I think that two seconds isn't enough for Montgomery but who knows maybe like you said Drew you use that 23 second maybe George Pickens has an okay season maybe you package those two things and get yourself into the bottom of the first and get yourself Mm -hmm. an extra first round pick you know maybe Mm -hmm. it's a a 23 second and Tyreek Hill because apparently nobody likes Tyreek Hill anymore (laughs) you know and and that could get you you know a little bit higher into the first round who knows but uh there are options there but um yeah that was a good one i'm glad i'm glad you actually you liked the picking side more because that uh that that was a good back and forth about that and this was this was 51 for the montgomery side and 49 for the picking side so obviously we were split here and the community as a whole was split in this poll so that that's kind of good when you see trades like that. That means that you make that deal and both sides feel good about it. Both sides yep. said, okay, I came out with something that I needed, something that I wanted, and you feel, you know, unlike the uh, unlike that previous poll. Uh, here's the last one before we get out of here. This is from Emerson Beery at Dynasty underscore Analyst. Trevor Lawrence did it just have bad coaching last season. It was some of the worst coaching of all time. Emerson, I'm going to stop you there. What I tell everybody, Trevor Lawrence was the head coach of that team. Urban Meyer just stood there and collected a check. He didn't know what players were on the field. He didn't know what players were on the opposite side. Uh, Aaron Donald. Um, so he wasn't even coaching. He was just there getting a check. And listen, we all work with people that just show up, they don't do a damn thing, and they get that check every two weeks. That's what—that's all Urban Meyer was doing. Trevor Lawrence was the coach of that team. But let's continue. Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl winning coach who, at worst, is a competent coach able to put real NFL structure around him. I'm buying in Dynasty. Emerson, smart man. We. It, it's strange to me. I almost feel like I'm in a parallel universe. I listen to a lot of shows, and people are like, a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm, I'm out on Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, you're out on Trevor Lawrence? Like, all of these people this time last year were telling me that Trevor Lawrence is is the greatest quarterback prospect to ever come out since Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning. And now all of a sudden we're just like, nah, we're done with this dude. He sucks. He's not, you know. We overhype them. That, That is weird to me. And when I hear people that I really respect say that, I'm just like, wow, like that is, that is crazy. That is." That is nuts. And I'm, listen, I'm not a fan of the they have around them the Christian Kirks and the Zay Joneses and the Evan Ingrams. But they spent money. They're trying to put weapons around them. I don't know if those weapons will work out, but they're bet. I will say this it's better than what they had last year like it is i mean we laugh and we joke about it but it's better and let's face it Doug Peterson is a like a real legitimate NFL head coach he has won a super bowl and by the way he won a super bowl with a backup quarterback down the stretch like Nick Foles has a very nice statue outside of Lincoln Financial Field because of the coaching that doug peterson and that staff did so i feel like trevor lawrence is better than nick Foles, <laughs> so i so i feel like the production will be better and i think i think peterson knows how to be an actual nfl coach i, I think he knows what it takes he did it for years in philadelphia which is a very tough market to coach to coach in. Think Jacksonville's a lot more laid back with what they expect from the team and what they expect from the head coach. Um, so I'm with you, Emerson. I'm I'm buying too. So here's my question to you, Drew. What are you willing to buy for? Are you on this train where Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is just he stinks and he's never going to be what we thought he is, or could you buy for the right price? What's your price? What's the right price, Drew? Tell me.
1: I just need you to admit that this is your burner account and I will go out and
0: make an offer not my burner account. And if I have Trevor Lawrence, you 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 probably can't get him off of me <laughs> because uh, I am not I mean
1: I mean for for the right price of course. Um am I going to give up a a 23 first for him straight up? That would be tough. I
0: I don't know. Um what again, what about what about 22 first cuz you we're doing, we're in the OG league right now doing a draft. Mm-hmm. So 22 first. I
1: feel like you would have had to have given up the 101 for him. I think the 102 is just got, you know, such a stigma on it because of being in no man's land. And I don't think anything from the 103 to the 107 is going to be enough. Um, so it would have been, you know, do I want Brees Hall or do I want Trevor Lawrence? That's tough. Uh, I, I think you can make a case either way. I, if I, if I feel like I need another quarterback, then sure. I mean, I'll take the quarterback and super flex Trevor Lawrence is going to have a longer career, most likely than Brees Hall will. Um, So I would be, I'd be fine with that. If, if that's what it took to get there. Uh, Am I going to give up much more than that? I don't know. I, I, I guess I could probably put, you know, if I had a, Again, context matters, but if I had a, a mid to late second, would I throw that in to make it happen pretty quick? I could get there, uh, especially if I felt like, you know, maybe I have a top, maybe I have a top four or five guy. I've got a Mahomes, Allen, um, you know, whoever else you want to throw up there, uh, and you know, I want to upgrade from. You know, I've been limping along with maybe I had Baker and Danny dimes or something like that as my two, three, and now I'm in a tough spot. Um, So I I could see doing that, but uh, I wouldn't sell the farm for him by, by any means. Uh, There's certainly a limit where I would say, you know what, I'll I'll rebuild it a different way. Cause I think that's something that's something that people forget about super flex is that it doesn't have to be a quarterback in that super flex spot too. So I know John Hogue has had some pretty deep conversation about kind of where's that cutoff of where you actually start to get better production from other positions. And, He's a believer in, in quarterback pretty far down the line. But, um, yeah, for Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I think there's enough other veteran quarterbacks that I could get that I would feel just as good about. You know, show favorite, Kirk Cousins. I would rather give up what it takes to get Kirk Cousins than to probably give up the 101 to get to Trevor Lawrence. So if you're telling me, you know, I could keep the 101 and I could cobble together, you know, my mid-second and – you know, another piece that would get me to Kirk Cousins, I, I would 100% do that. I'll walk away with Kirk Cousins and Brees Hall uh, any day of the week.
0: Yeah, and I, I love, I love Kirk Cousins. But in a rebuild, if I'm rebuilding that, and if I have the one on one, I'm probably rebuilding. Um, I had no issue trading that for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, look, I I like Brees Hall. I like Brees Hall a lot. Unfortunately, uh, don't have any one on ones this year, and the limited trade offers that I made to try to get into the one on one fell on deaf ears. But yeah, man, get like give me the quarterback because I I totally believe that it is going to be um you're gonna you're gonna see a a big jump for Trevor Lawrence this year. Uh, yeah, the the weapons aren't like groundbreaking. You're you're not sitting there going, "Oh man, these these weapons are insane." But you're gonna have a better actual NFL offense. Uh, they've bolstered the offensive line through free agency as well. Uh, I think they're going to be a better team. Now, better team probably means they win four games. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting here saying they're they're making the playoffs or they're doing any of this stuff, but I think you're going to see a jump from Trevor Lawrence, and it's going to be due, a lot of that is going to be due to um, Doug Peterson just being able to put something together that resembles an actual NFL program in an actual NFL team both on the field and uh behind the scenes in the locker room. So yeah, give me give me Trevor Lawrence. If you have that Trevor Lawrence and you're trying to you're just trying to get rid of him, you've lost faith, come find me. I will I will take your lost faith and I will I will just hoard it onto my teams and and I will be very happy about it.
1: What what would it take for you to move him in a league? One hundred and one plus what? Uh, I mean, Brees Hall plus.
0: I'm I'm still on. I'm still kind of on his price from like draft day in twenty twenty one. Like I, not much because I think we really discount how bad Urban Meyer was and. Let's face it, I don't. You could have had in his prime Tom Brady, Peyton Manning pick your favorite quarterback and dropped him in that situation. You weren't going to get much better. It was just so bad. I I mean, coaches, or I should say, a head coach assaulting a player, not flying back with the team not knowing who was on the field for his own team, not knowing who was on the field for the opposing team. I mean, we've seen bad coaches. We've seen bad game. We've seen bad strategies. But we haven't seen just terrible on every level. And that's what Urban Meyer was. And then we then we ask a rookie what greatest of all time, whatever you want to call him, coming out. And then we just drop him in there and we're like, hey, Good luck, man. You're going to be fine. You have, you have limited weapons, limited offensive line, a bad coach. Now, actually, that is an understatement. One of the worst coaches of all time, if not the worst coach of all time, both on and off the field. And we're just like, oh, Trevor Lawrence is, is the problem. It's, Trevor Lawrence is the reason why Trevor Lawrence didn't score points and that that is the part that really kind of throws me for a loop is that we just go Urban Meyer was a bad head coach. Urban Meyer needed to to jump 3 steps, 3 levels to be a bad head coach. Like that's how terrible he was. He needed to upgrade, I'll, let's use a a fantasy football term. He would have had to upgrade 3 tiers to be a bad NFL coach. That's how bad he was. And I think a lot of people are just minimizing that. And I, I'm thinking, okay, a lot of people, not just myself, because let's face it, I should be the last person you listen to when it comes to breaking down tape and all that stuff. But a lot of people who are very good at that were all saying the same thing. Trevor Lawrence, does he have flaws? Of course he has flaws but he's still one of the best prospects to come out in the last 10 years. And now all of a sudden, after one year, we're just like, this dude stinks. This dude can't play. And we totally discount Urban Meyer. I don't get it personally, but Hey, you know what? If you want to discount the Urban Meyer effect, let's go. Uh, Like I said, you know where I'm at. If you're in a league with me, you know, me, (laughs) You can give me that Trevor Lawrence discount all day. If it takes me the 101 in this draft to do that, I'm quite fine. I, you know, I think Brees Hall is going to be a very good um, back, a very good fantasy running back. He's he's honestly, I will say he will be, and let barring injury, he will be uh, probably a first round um, running back. Next year, he'll be in that JT, Javante, unfortunately, Melvin Gordon came back, but Javante was in that talk for a little bit. He's going to be in that conversation where it's like, okay, what running backs are we taking in the first round? There's probably going to be two to four of them, two at the minimum, four at the max. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe he's going to be in that conversation. But – I think Trevor Lawrence has the ability to be um, a very, very, very good quarterback in the league. And in Superflex, I'll take that all day. So, yeah. I mean, people forget, I
1: think, too quickly that Peyton Manning still holds the record for rookie interceptions in a season. Yep. So there, was- there's a lot of parts to, to work through. Um so yeah, I I, I agree. I am probably too low. So I'm thinking about a league right now where I've got Deshaun Watson. I'm wondering, you know, if I really want to try to make a move for next year, do I do I offer Deshaun Watson? Then what can I get in addition, maybe to Trevor oh, Lawrence there?
0: Oh man, I I honestly I think you can get the world because until a suspension comes down, I mean we're we're just putting Deshaun Watson right back into the spot that he held uh before last year where he didn't play at all you know we're saying this dude's probably gonna be a top five quarterback and i think he will be but we have questions i mean this is a totally new system totally new head coach you know totally new players he hasn't played in a year Mm -hmm. there are questions and i i think that uh people are discounting those questions and they're just saying he's going to be top five, no doubt about it, you know, or at least top five in the games that he plays.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and we're just we're doing the same thing with Trevor Lawrence. We're just going what he was last year is what he is and nothing can change. And it's like, I mean, think about it. His his top three guys last year were Marvin Jones, DJ Chark and LaVisca Chennault. Jamal Agnew. Well, he he worked his way in there. <laughs> yeah, he he but, supplanted. <laughs> but but going into the season, that was the yeah. top. And now he has yeah. Christian Kirk, and I don't even know who they Maybe Marvin Jones still mm-hmm. if he's still on the team. Yeah, he's still there. You know what I mean? Like, is it is it like, really better? No, no, it's not. But I think what you're going to see be exponentially better is all the work that happens during the week, the game plan that you see on Sunday, and, you know, a coach that is actually going to say, oh, yeah, by the way, Aaron Donald, he's really good. I know that guy, and I know he is probably the best defensive player in the league. You can argue J.J. Watt, whatever. Or not J.J. Watt, TJ. T.J. Watt. Yeah all the Watts. I mean, JJ Watts is still pretty good too, but, uh, you know, you're going to have a coach who goes, Oh yeah, by the way, I, I not only do I know who Aaron Donald is, but I know the type of defense they're going to try to run this. These are ways that we can exploit it. These are things that we can do. They're probably going to be at a talent disadvantage most weeks, but I think they won't be, uh, had a disadvantage when it comes to preparation and last week or last week last year it was both they they had a talent deficiency and they had a coaching so uh it'll be fun it's going to be fun to see what happens with Trevor lawrence this year i think he makes a big jump just due to the due to that fact so that was fun always good to have a uh a Trevor Lawrence discussion no that, that's not my burner I am not going to uh I'm not going to do Emerson like that and and take credit for some very wise words I'm not going to take that credit I've said some similar things but very wise uh in in his tweet there so what I want to do is thank everybody that was in the chat k Matt, K-Mac was in there He he threw some stuff out I think maybe he was trying to scout us for what we would do later on in the uh, first round of our OG draft. K Uh but uh, appreciate you. And I know there were a lot of other people that were in and out too. Um, remember, if you're if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell so that you know when we come come on live. Uh, give us a thumbs up on that video. That helps the whole algorithm thing. Don't hesitate to leave a comment. Those are always fun to read uh, when they're real and it's not spam. Uh, <laughs> and then if you're listening to us on podcast, appreciate you guys. An hour and 40 minutes. We went long, but we had a great time. Uh, we always try to keep it to about an hour and a half. But a lot of good questions this week, so we wanted to get them all in and give our opinions. Remember, if you just, maybe someone told you about the podcast, maybe you were just searching for podcasts podcast and you found us, if you haven't hit subscribe hit subscribe if you can do a rate and review on your uh podcast directory do that too it helps us out and it's always fun to see uh comments that are left and uh respond to those as well so drew i think on that note think like i said thank you to everybody we are out of here
1: late <laughs>